you just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life. We understand how it is. Lawrence goes downfield, and the catch is made. Tua goes deep for Waddle. Got it in stride. Touchdown, Alabama. Pat's interference. Jalen Hurts solidified himself. He will go down as probably one of my favorite players of all time. There are two kings of college football, but one of them's wearing the crown. Alabama's offensive coordinator position has become just like the defense against the dark arts position at Hogwarts. Don't you find it kind of shocking we haven't been taken off iTunes yet? Hey everyone, Christian Miller here, former Alabama linebacker number 47, and you're listening to Pat's Interference. Hello everyone and welcome into year 5, episode 11 of Pat's Interference, your favorite college football podcast. My name is Patrick Norwood. I will be riding solo today, much like my man uh, Patrick Brittman was last weekend the co-host of this glorious podcast. He said it was the Jason Derulo edition because solo, I'm going to say it's the never tell me the odds edition this week because uh, Han Solo. Again, my name is Patrick Norwood. Thank you so much for listening in. We are on social media if you want to follow along. We're at PI underscore podcast on Twitter, on Facebook. We're Pat's Interference. It's P-A-T apostrophe S Interference. And you can go to our website at patsinterference.com. Also, feel free to email us at patsinterference at gmail.com. Or leave us an iTunes review. You can do both of those things. But we really, really love the iTunes reviews. That makes us look good. That grows the podcast and all that. And who doesn't want to just, you know, sit around the water cooler and talk about the latest episode of Pat's Interference? You know, those crazy cats. Uh, just before we get started, I, I do want to say thank you so much to everybody uh, who is either at my wedding or sent me something for my wedding or said something to me about my wedding. I really, really appreciate it. I am truly the luckiest guy in the world. I have the best wife ever. Uh, Jade and I loved seeing everybody last week. It was great to see Patrick. I thought he did an awesome job on the podcast last week. Uh, he, he nailed it. He nailed it. And I uh, am, am truly the weaker link in this podcast, and I know that. But I'm also the one who keeps it afloat and schedules when we record and all that, so he can't do it without me. Uh, he is in Baton Rouge, on his way to Baton Rouge for Auburn LSU this weekend, so he couldn't really join us. Um, just got kind of wild, and we kind of got away from us. Uh, with everything going on with the wedding and him traveling and all that. But it was lovely to see him and his wife last week. Uh, first time I had seen him in two and a half years. Best best friend in the whole world. Two and a half years. Hadn't seen him. Hadn't seen him. So great to see him. Buddy, thank you so much for coming to my wedding. I, I wouldn't it wouldn't have been the same without you. Uh, and you were just you were awesome. It was great seeing you. So now that the sappy stuff's over, let's get into some college football. Not a lot to report on last week. Uh, top teams all taking care of business and Alabama, LSU, and Clemson all winning by a, uh, a little over 20 points or more. Um, you know, so really, like I said, taking care of business. Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts has another fantastic day. Oklahoma's been getting off to some slow starts as of late, but it hasn't really caught up to bite them yet. I don't see that happening, uh, but, you know, you never know. You never know when one of these teams is going to drop one. Another team that started off slow was LSU. Both of those teams picked up the pace. But Mississippi State stopped LSU on three straight red zone trips. Three straight times, LSU could not push the ball over and had to settle for a field goal. Obviously, it didn't matter in the final score. And with Mississippi State's anemic offense, it it really uh, didn't matter at all. Uh, Penn State taking care of Michigan by seven. Uh, You had Florida taking down South Carolina after some questionable calls from the refs. Thought we might get a little Will Muschamp ref fight, uh, but that did not happen, unfortunately. I, I really, that's pretty much the only time I'm going to pull for Will Muschamp at this point. Uh, 
Georgia shuts out Kentucky, but doesn't look too great doing it. That was a monsoon. That Jake Fromm only had 35 yards passing, uh, but they didn't throw the ball a whole lot, only 12 times. No touchdowns for him. DeAndre Swift ran the ball for 179 yards. That Georgia defense, though, back from their loss against South Carolina and reclaimed the lead in the East. They've got a big game in the cocktail party here in a couple weeks. Uh, you had Auburn taking down Arkansas handedly. Oregon and Washington getting in a pretty good Pac-12 shootout uh, with Oregon uh, upending Washington, shall we say. Utah took down Arizona State, forks up. And you had Boise State losing to BYU, which is an interesting one. Boise State was kind of that group of five team that everybody was looking at this year. Now you're kind of looking at App State, maybe? Going to be interesting. Going to be really interesting to see how that group of five uh, uh, conference alignment and all that, all those schedules and everything sort of work out as far as that's concerned. Because you've got a couple good teams. You've got Memphis. SMU is still undefeated after their big win last night. We're recording this on Friday. Um, so you've got a lot of teams up there. Uh, you've got App State. I will be at App State, Georgia Southern next week, actually, going up Halloween night for that one on Thursday. Me ramble or him ramble. Uh, App State, again, winning 52-7 this week. So, week, Tua Tungavailoa goes down with a high ankle sprain. And, oh boy, we've seen this before. We've seen this before. Quick quick side note. I believe he's cursed by my wife, Jade. I think Jade cursed him because my wedding gift from my wife was a Tua Tungavailoa signed mini helmet, uh, number 13, which if, if you're not an Alabama fan, you may not realize it's really rare to get a mini helmet uh, that is a different number uh, than how many championships they've won. So right now the common one is 17. You know, a few years back it would have been 16, so on and so forth. So the fact that... I got one with his number on it, and he signed it. It's very, very rare. It's a great present. But about three hours later, he went out of the game with an injury. Everybody freaked out. Said it was his ankle. His ankle was twisted. And then we find out it's the same injury he had last year in the SEC. Now, Nick Saban's come out later this week and said that he doesn't think it's as bad as that one. that guy because that's not what you should think of and I'm very glad that he's it looks like he's going to be fine um he will not start this week but Alabama does only play Arkansas and I'm not trying to be rude to Arkansas but I mean that's not exactly too bad of a competition uh he was 11 for 12 for 155 yards before he went out looks like he was moving the offense right along but you just again you've got to wonder about his draft stock at this point because if he keeps going out with these injuries I don't know an NFL team that wants to pay the medical bills I mean, you've had, Tua's had a hurt knee, hand, two ankle injuries. Uh, I'm pretty sure. With him health-wise, that are going to make some people start backing off. Now, Brick and I were talking earlier. And there's a lot less turnovers than both Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, another has a lot less rushing yards uh, than all three of those guys. Um, so, it, it, 
looked well in all the games leading up to the SEC or to the Heisman uh, vote and plays well in the SEC championship game, I think I still think the award's his to lose, even if he sits out this week. Um, if he comes back, beats LSU, plays the way we know he can play, I think it's his to lose um, at this point. I, I think unless all these other guys just go off for these ridiculous numbers in this next week, I don't think his numbers are going to be too far behind the others. Um, and everybody's going to say, oh, well, you know, XYZ, Tua was hurt for a week. That's what I hope they would say. Now, the Heisman is a slave for the moment sort of deal. You know, we've said it on this podcast. We probably sound like a broken record to a lot of you, but we've said it over and over again. People are slaves for the moment. So if Tua can't get it done and doesn't come back till late and then plays pretty well, he'll still be invited to New York, but there's no way he wins it. Uh, and I think the same can be said for Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow doesn't make it to the SEC championship game because of a loss to Alabama, I don't think he makes it to New or I think he makes it to New York, but I don't think he wins it. Um, I think you've got to play in that SEC championship game and you've got to play well in that SEC championship game. Conference championship week is so important to the Heisman, uh, an award that's supposed to be about the regular season, but I digress. So that's pretty much it for week eight. Looks like Tua is going to sit out for about a week. Uh, with a high ankle sprain, he had surgery last Sunday. Um, the same surgery he had, but it's not his plant leg. He's not struggling with a knee injury. It looks like he's in a walking boot. Um, he's expected to hopefully be back at practice. Alabama not going to struggle this weekend, like I said, playing Arkansas. I think they're 38.5-point favorites, and I'd have trouble not putting money on them. We'll see how Mac Jones... Mac Jones last week. I think the biggest part of it was he didn't take snaps with the ones all week. Do a groove last week against Tennessee. He really looked great. Um, that Tennessee game probably a little too close for. Uh, point swing there. You had Jerry Garantano from Tennessee deciding on a QB sneak he was going to try and jump over the line, fumbled it in the end zone, and it was a 100-yard scoop and score. Um, and that blew the game wide open. Again, it's just, it was one of those games that just felt too close, and then you look at the scoreboard and realize how close it actually wasn't. Uh, so let's move on. We'll talk a little bit now about Week 9. This episode brought to you, by the way, by Dr. Pepper. Welcome to Fansville. Okay, moving on. You've got Wisconsin at the horseshoe this week. I'm going to be honest with you. Wisconsin struggled last week against Illinois, and I forgot to mention this, and I'm the worst podcast host ever because I know Brick would have reminded me. Wisconsin lost a tough game. The offense sputtered. Illinois called up a lot of different blitz packages. Field goal. Now there was this Wisconsin team that looked unbeatable for so long. I mean, they trickled down to 13 in the country. Um, you know, they're still a top 15 program, which is great. But now you're marching into the horseshoe with a loss, with a blemish on your schedule. You know, hopefully, if you're Wisconsin, you think you can get up enough to beat Ohio State. But I'm really worried about them. And I think Ohio State's going to look at that Illinois film and realize, hey, let's just stack the box. Well, if they beat us deep, they beat us deep. But let's just stack the box, and we'll figure it out from there. I've got Ohio State big in this one. I'm going to take them by 14. Um, you know, I think that Wisconsin's defense is really good. 
but I don't think they're good enough to be on the field as much as they were last week against Wisconsin or against Illinois, excuse me. They were that defense was on the field for a majority of the game and it was just gassed. And I think if Ohio State knows that, hey, even if they go over the top, the defense has got to run back out here. It's gonna be an interesting game for sure. But like I said, I've got Ohio State by double digits. Uh, you got Oklahoma at Kansas State, Iowa at Northwestern, App State taking on USA. Uh, it's it, I still think it's astounding that App State's only 21st. I, I think they've played very well this season. They've blown out most of their opponents except the one Power 5 opponent that they played, and they beat them on the road. Now, granted, that Power 5 opponent was North Carolina, so not a lot to write home about. Uh, but there was an article that came out the other day. I saw it on Twitter about whether or not App State could be a Cotton Bowl contender, and I love the idea of that. I really do. I think if they can get get through South Carolina and finish the season undefeated, why not? Why not let them be that Group of Five team like Western Michigan was a couple of years ago or UCF was a couple of years ago? I I can't wait to go to Boone next week. I'm really really excited about that trip. Um, I've always heard it's awesome out there. That the environment's crazy. And I'm, I'm really, really excited for it. Uh, we're going to bounce around a little bit here. Just kind of going off. Like I said, you had SMU, another undefeated group of five team last night, winning a barn burner against Houston, uh, which sounds like I'm joking. I promise I'm not joking. It was a great game. Uh, you've got LSU taking on Auburn. Uh, Brick will be at that game. I'd love to get his thoughts on it, but I can imagine what he's going to say, which is Auburn's going to keep it close. I think Auburn has a good chance of keeping this one close. That Auburn defense is talented. They're quick. They throw a lot of different blitz packages in there. They confuse quarterbacks. Uh, you know, I think they're going to really give Joe Burrow fits for about a half. And then I think this LSU offense is going to pick back up. They're going to figure out, uh, get in the locker room and figure some things out and come back out and beat Auburn. I'm going to say by 10, but I won't be surprised if that's close. And yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go put. I'm gonna go ahead and put an upset watch on this. It's not an upset warning yet. There's no reason to get in the basement, LSU fans. But you know, just be on the lookout for this one. Just be on the lookout for this one because it it could get interesting. It could get really, really interesting. At late in the game against Auburn is a place you never want to be in. Uh, you can ask Oregon this year. You can ask Alabama in 2017. It's just something that it, there's always a bee in the bonnet with Auburn. And if you're late in the game and the game's close. You're in trouble. Uh, ugh. I I think Joe Burrow is going to have a good game. And I think he has an opportunity to really cement himself as the lead spot for the Heisman in this game. Uh, if he can take down Texas, Florida, and Auburn all before November, you you got to put him at the number one spot. You have to. If he, if he plays well against Auburn, you have to. Because he will have played three top ten teams, that means, and played them very, very well. Now, granted, two of those games were at home, but one of them was a Power 5 non-conference opponent on the road, and he threw for, what, 400 yards in that game? So I think you've got to give the nod to Joe Burrow if he plays well against Auburn uh, right now in the Heisman race. Other than that, not a lot going on around college football. Uh, you've got Notre Dame at Michigan. I think Notre Dame's going to just bowl over Michigan in this one. I, I get that Michigan's at home, but that offense is just terrible. It's just bad. Shea Patterson doesn't have it. They got it. Just looked bad against Penn State last week. Granted, that was a pretty boring game, but uh, Shea. I don't know what happened to Shea Patterson. We were talking on this podcast, I think a couple of weeks ago, but definitely two years ago when Shea Patterson was at Ole Miss about how great of a quarterback he was, 
and how he's going to make a name for himself and how he's going to go off and be this great guy. And, you know, it, it just, it never really seemed to pan out. Uh, but stranger things have happened. This Notre Dame team didn't look great against Georgia, who now is starting to show some signs of weakness. But I think they proved themselves to be very competitive. Somebody that can compete with the big, the big dogs, the elites, all that. I know that was a question last year if they got, after they got blown out in the playoff, and I'm just not buying it. I, like I said, I think they're going to bowl over Michigan in this one. Uh, and I really don't think it's going to be particularly close. Uh, I, I've got Notre Dame by program Jim Harbaugh. It's just something's got to get done. Something's got to get done. This will be a big test and warmer as the days go by. Uh, so yeah, I think you've got Pac-12 after dark. You got Washington State at Oregon. That's going to be a fun one. But I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I know it's been sort of a short episode, but again, I'm without my better half. Uh, I don't really have too much of a sound off this week. I think we're going to go off on Bluebell ice cream next week, which will be fun. Sorry for the short episode. I really wish I could have made it longer, uh, but I hope you enjoyed it. And I'm on my lunch break on a Friday, so I really got to get back to work. But everybody, thank you so much for listening. Brick and I have always wanted to do this podcast. Next week, I promise you we will be together. I'll have stories. I'll either have stories from Boone, North Carolina, or I'll be preparing to go and you can hear about my trip uh, as, as it's sort of progressing uh, next week. But thank you so much again for listening. Don't forget to leave that iTunes review. We love you.